It's often showing the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app. We we hear from Sam Fortier coming up at the bottom of the hour on the firing of Jack Del Rio. Michael Phillips at 5 o'clock. Go around the NFL at 5.30, pick six at 6. Dave Johnson on a Wizards game day. What a poop show tonight for the Wizards. Sorry, all due respect, but the Wizards and Pistons are playing, and that, I think, is the official term for two 2-14 two and 14 teams. Uh, and then we are off 15 minutes early, real things at 6.30. So that's the lineup, but we continue now with more first and 10. Number three. All right, uh, number three as we get to the game itself is Ron Rivera's management of it. Twice in plus territory in the first quarter, Rivera chooses to punt. Why? Don't do that. That's silly. One, you have a kicker with an absolute bazooka leg. And maybe you're scared he's going to miss. Maybe he had a bad warm-up. I don't know. I We'd never know all the information. But I can't, unless, like, something was truly wrong, 40, or sorry, a 57-yard field goal or a 60-yard field goal even for Joey Sly indoors, he can make that. Kick it. Or, one of them's a fourth and two, one of them's a fourth and three, maybe you go for it. Huh? 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 Uh, would have been nice. And, of course, they go for it later in the game with just terrible field position, uh, and that's really what ends the game. Uh, that fourth and one a little bit later, which brings us to, by the way, number four. Uh, that fourth and one on your own 30-yard line. Um, I... Just you're stuck dropping back there, and I guess you have to go for it at that point if you really want to win. Like, and Logan made this point on the the post game podcast, which I I appreciate. Are you trying to have a respectable score? Or are you trying to win the football game? You got to try to go for it there. But it's like fourth and inches, and you you're drop back passing with your O line and their D line. I do not love that at all. You found some cool creative ways to get Sam out on the move. Um, you've run an option at the goal line, like you've booted. Uh, you've you've rolled, you've done all these kinds of different things. You got to do something like that for me there. I hate, hate, just let's drop back and see if we can get something real quick. Immediate pressure, poopy. Uh, which brings us to actually number five. I've mentioned this a couple times this year, and I just keep mentioning it because I I feel more strongly about it. They stink in short yardage without Alex Arma. Um, the full like their fullback shouldn't be this important. But it feels like when he's in there, they've got all kinds of stuff and they can just use him as a battering ram and pick up short yards. And without him, they try to get super creative because they have no trust in their offense to get a yard uh, running the football. And this is what happens. So, again, Alex Arma has... And I almost bring it up, like, to to call attention to the fact, not that, that he's got an injury and like, oh, it's sad. Commander's unfortunate. They didn't have him active for, like, the first seven weeks of the season by choice. And then he played three weeks, and things were better, and then he's been hurt, and things have gone back sideways again. So that's that's not great. Number six. Speaking of short yardage, um, it's more specific to another situation. Third quarter, uh, third and one. They take a shot to Terry. Love the idea. 
Would love Terry to make a, a better play on that ball, find a way to draw a PI, make the catch. But Stefan Gilmore is a very good corner, and at the end of the day, he made a good play. He's running stride for stride. It's a good throw by Sam. Maybe he could get it out a little bit more so that it's like over Gilmore's head and drops more in the bucket. But at the end of the day, that's a pretty good throw. Uh, it's a good play by Gilmore. It's a good attempt by Terry, but you'd like to see him somehow make a better play on that. Um, so then it's fourth and one. And I like the third and one shot if you know you're going for it on fourth and one. Say it again. Said it before. Plenty of people smarter than me can explain all of the reasons why this call stinks, but I'll give you a couple. Gun runs on short yardage stink. And I have come around on this more and more recently where I'm just like, you see the results and I don't hate gun runs. I hate gun runs when you it's 100% going to be a run. And the reason is because gun runs go away from the back 90%-ish of the time. So if, if the back is lined up to the left of the quarterback, the run's going right, which means as a defensive lineman, I can crash hard right. Now, you'd hope that you can take advantage of that and it's like, okay, we're going to we're going to fake and then we're going to roll Sam to the left and then maybe you get a clean a clean edge. But what happens on this third or this fourth and one is exactly that. They run the ball uh back back is left of of how they run to the right and the defensive end crashes hard inside of Charles Leno and it's a Leno's got to make the block but it's a tough block like you're setting your guy up to have a much more difficult task than if you just ran the same play out of the dot and that defensive lineman had to play it straight he knows the ball is going away from me and whether it's going inside or outside it's going that way I am not getting a cutback in my lane like there is no angle for that to happen it is a front side play or if it's a cutback it's on like an outside zone and I'm going to be there to clean up that cutback and so it gets blown up of course Jahan Dotson getting in the way doesn't help but it's just a bad call from go I hate it I hate it so much I don't get why you do it number seven the distribution again offensively uh, at this point like I I feel I feel a little bit not bad but I feel like I'm beating a dead horse here I just don't like the way this offense is designed from like a distribution standpoint I do not like that the best player on the team cannot seem to get the ball in his hands on a more regular basis and they did a good job of getting Curtis Samuel involved in this one 12 targets um, he's got nine catches for 100 yards on those 12 targets. Like Curtis was really great in the game. And it's not for lack of trying, and I think this is an important thing. Terry has 11 targets in the game, but they're very low percentage targets, right? He's got four catches on 11 targets. I don't think it's because Terry McLaurin is dropping a bunch of balls. He's had some more drops this year than he's ever had before, but he's also had a ton more like contested... Like, high, it's a lot of make-or-break stuff. And I just wish that they would line him up in places that allows him to get some of these targets that Curtis is getting, that Logan Thomas is getting over the middle of the field. Easy, quick slants. Like, win with him without him having to win. Win with the pen with Terry more often. Um, 
Jahan, you know, six targets in this game, that's fine. Maybe like that a little bit higher. You know, can you get Gibson a couple more touches? He's only got four uh, in the game in terms of targets. But at the end of the day, just the inability to get, and maybe that that's what the bullet point should be more than the distribution. The inability to get Terry McLaurin in the football is a fundamental flaw in this offense, and I really wish they could figure out how to freaking fix it. Number eight. Uh... The next step for Sam Howell, who was pretty good again in this game. Um, we'll talk more about Sam tomorrow uh, after I've had a chance to talk with Logan about all the tape. Uh, but all in all, like Sam's clearly very good in this game. He continues to elevate the offense, create stuff off schedule, create stuff off platform. Then, uh, So this is not me criticizing Sam and being like, he's terrible. If he could just do this thing. Oh, Sam is good. Here's how he gets better. Here's how he goes from young quarterback to like, really crushing it, doing big boy, veteran quarterback stuff. And it's something that Tony Romo talked about during the broadcast. On high-low reads, he is often looking low to try to draw defenders up and then sneak a ball behind him high. Doesn't work in the NFL. You need to look high and then throw low. And as Romo said, I thought this was a great point, what you learn is that Instead of a 14-yard, like, sliding high-level catch and throw, like, high-level difficulty catch and throw, where guys, like, running a deep out on the sideline for 14 yards, you throw the ball six yards to the underneath guy, there's a ton of space, and he runs for six more, and you wind up getting 12 yards anyway. So just make the easy throw and do it quickly. Um, and I think there were some times in this game where he tries to take the intermediate or deep route. It's better already than it was earlier in the year. So he's already improving here. I just think that's a, ne- uh, a, a big step that he's got to take. Number nine. Uh, the lack of pass rush is just absolutely ridiculous. I cannot believe how much time Dak Prescott had. This Dallas offensive line is really, really good. Like they, they're on Philly's level. They're that good. But Allen and Payne really just are uninspiring right now as pass rushers. And I know it's a tough job when you got all the attention on you and there's not really great edge play. But they got to figure it out. They're getting like, that's that's why they're supposed to be them. And it's not like Casey Twohill's totally inept outside and that some of these younger guys don't have any pass rush juice. It just, they got, the, the inability to generate pressure is, is another huge reason why Del Rio got fired. And that was on display in a pretty wild way on Sunday. And then last but not least, number 10. Y'all can get mad at me if you want, but Dak eating the turkey leg was hilarious. I'm sorry. It just was. Dak, like, if it didn't happen to your team, you'd think that was the funniest thing you saw all weekend. Dude was so confident that he was going to score another touchdown that he told his teammates, nah, we got to get one more. This game's not out of hand yet. We're still going to be able to do the turkey leg. And then he went down on the next drive, scored another touchdown, and ate a turkey leg. He ate a turkey leg on the field on Thanksgiving. And it's another reason Jack Del Rio had to go because that is high-key embarrassing. But it was also high-key hilarious. And if you don't like that, you don't like humor, and you're being a sassy pants because your team got absolutely crushed. I get it. Because your team got absolutely crushed. But that was funny. Uh, It's the Hoffman Show. We're on the Team 980. We're always live as well on the free Odyssey app. And when we get back, Sam Fortier's thoughts from the Washington Post on Jack Del Rio getting the axe on Friday here on the Team 980.